At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you here as we break down week four in the NFL. And it's come to the time of the program, which we do every week, where we reveal the consensus, the top five plays in the Circa Millions contest, and also the most popular picks in the Circa Survivor contest. Our men are here in studio, Derek Stevens and Jeffrey Benson. And I tell you, this is an exciting time, a part of the program every week. Derek, you came in this week and you said, boy, it's getting really interesting. So I have a feeling that's going to be a theme week in and week out. Yeah, I mean, I think with the contest, uh, this one's kind of special because, uh, you know, what Jeff's going to talk about in the millions, it's the last uh, last week of the quarter. So right. a lot there. And then, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow some people's minds with Survivor here when I get a shot. Awesome, so. awesome. All right, Jeff, uh, you're up, man. The, the five top consensus plays in the Circa Millions contest for Week 4 are? Yeah, as Derek alluded to, this is uh, Week 4 of the first quarter, uh, so the final week. Uh, DeadMoneyMedia.com, uh, he is 15-0 and 0, uh, and in the lead for the first place prize, which is 171750 uh, I know we were talking beforehand, second place is 50000 uh, third place is 25000 and then obviously we have the quarterly booby prize for 25000 as well. So we're looking forward to having Dead Media uh, come out, uh, sweat some games tomorrow with us, and be here in the sports book. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, see, it'll be interesting to see if he's able to uh, secure the crown for the first quarter. So uh, for us, obviously, week four, the top five consensus plays are as follows. 
Uh, no surprise, uh, the Buccaneers minus six and a half uh, on Sunday night football versus uh, the Patriots. Uh, 1,347 contestants selected the Bucs. Uh, the Seahawks were the second choice, plus three versus the 49ers. Uh, that had a total of 1,173 selections. Uh, working our way down the list, the Ravens plus one on the road uh, versus the Denver Broncos with 1,019 selections. Obviously, with Lamar Jackson now looking like he's going to be able to play. Uh, the Vikings plus two was the fourth overall choice versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh, that had 980 selections. And then last but not least, uh, the Chargers minus three versus the hometown Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Chargers were selected 962 times. So uh, as you work your way down the list, Bucks minus six and a half, Seahawks plus three, Ravens plus one, Vikings plus two, Chargers minus three, uh, the top five consensus picks in the Circa Million Three. James, I think the one that surprises me the most is the Chargers. And I do think, obviously, you have a lot of people from Las Vegas playing in these contests around town. And I think there's probably some influence that you guys see at the window and whatnot and some love for the Raiders. Uh, it was three in the contest here at Circa, and it's different elsewhere. What did you think? Did that, uh, did that pick surprise you a little bit on the Chargers? Kind of surprising, Brady, unless you're competing for those quarterlies. Now we're talking about hundreds, we're talking about thousands of folks here. So, yeah, I'm kind of surprised that it is the Chargers, especially given how well the Raiders have played offensively. Player of the month, Derek Carr, just lighten up the scoreboard. And I think it's going to be a fun game. You've got Derek Carr matching up with Justin Herbert now. That's going to be a fun game to watch. But from this perspective here, I think Jeff mentioned the quarterlies. I'd be curious to see. I think you have to. If you're in contention or you're right there to have an opportunity, you have to play this game. Now, it doesn't matter which side you play, whether you play the Chargers or the Raiders, but you have to have a play on Monday night to put you in a position to hedge. I can just speak from experience from that. That makes a lot of sense. And maybe that's the reasoning there that people went to that game. But, but I mean, how many people are really in the mix for the quarterly prize? Hundreds? Yeah, so I think when you look at it, uh, like I said, Dead Money Media, he's the only person at 15-0. and 0. Uh, We have 10 people behind him at 14-1, and 1, and then obviously a slew of people at 13-2. and 2. You know, to, to James's point, obviously there's some game theory involved here. Um, obviously you don't want to be in the top five consensus, um, you know, if you're looking to come from behind. Um, and then obviously, you know, with picking the Monday night game, you know, we particularly saw this in the Survivor Contest last year uh, in the last week of the season. You know, people wanted the last game possible uh, so that they had a built-in hedge, obviously understanding what other people were going to do in the contest. So understanding the ownership, uh, what other people are on, and then obviously getting to, to that, yeah. you know, Monday night game and having a chance to hedge and kind of position. That'll certainly be interesting to see how things play out. All right, Derek, it's time to go over Circus Survivor. We have reached week four. How many contestants do we have left? And I, what? Go ahead. Can I, I have a question for yeah. Jeff here real quick. I, I know, like, we're going to post uh, everybody's selections. We post those at 5 p.m. Pacific, so here in about uh, 50 minutes or so. But while we're still on, does, is somebody in the back, could somebody go in the back and see the five picks from Dead Money? Um, you know, the contest is locked out, so is there a way to find it that quickly, or would, or would it take a... Uh, Take us more than 50 minutes to figure it out. No, we could probably get that here pretty quickly. I think Dead Money Media is going to be be a heck of a heck of a yeah. uh, a heck of a contestant to follow here um, tomorrow. I mean, obviously, he controls his own destiny. If he puts up a five and zero, oh, yeah, there you he know, is. He's he, he's got it. But with ten guys at fourteen and one, you know, there's a lot of pressure here. So, but I think I think uh, I think he's going to be a really interesting uh, interesting uh, follow tomorrow. 
I would think he's probably one of the players that's on the Monday night game. I would think that probably has to uh, come into his thinking for I, sure. I, I believe from talking to him uh, earlier in the week, uh, he is going to be out here and, and watching the games tomorrow here at Circa uh, with us. Um, from what my understanding uh, was earlier in the week, I believe he said he was going to take all 10 a.m. Really? All 10 a.m. games? Yeah, or wow. early games. He, <laughs> he doesn't said, want to sweat it too yeah, long. Get so. it over with. <laughs> but I guess the games that he liked uh, were definitely early in the week. Well, you know, that, that's him. something we talked about on uh, on My Guys in the Desert. We talked about it on Nightcap. I mean, you have two theories here. You know, you, you ought to take the Monday night game. You ought to take the Sunday night game. But you got to like the games. Sure. You know, and you can also make a great argument. Dead Money Media, you know what he ought to do? Exactly what he's done the right, last three right. weeks. Why change he's your thing? He's 15-0. <laughs> oh. so, so if he likes five games at 10 a.m., yeah, I understand that. That's why I think there's a good arguments both ways. No, that's absolutely true. I mean, the, at the end of the day, it's about picking winners. Um, all right, let's get to the Circus Survivor Contest and get the latest on that. Yeah, so we went into uh, this week with uh, 2,917 uh, live Circus Survivors. And uh, what I can tell everybody right now, we are now below 2,900. Wow. We went from 2,917 to 2698 and that is due to 19 people didn't get their selection ah gosh i I couldn't believe it we set a record set a record 19 circus survivors did not get their selections in today you had a few people uh sweating the thursday night game too didn't you yeah and that's what we're going to get to so we always thought that uh we always thought that uh you know the bills were going to be a big play yeah and uh, on Thursday, uh, boy, the Bengals, uh, the, the people that picked the Bengals, they had, uh, they certainly had a heck of a sweat when they're down 14 nothing. Could have been down 17 nothing here at the end of the first half. But uh, the way it played out, we had 1,133 uh, contestants take the Buffalo Bills. The number two selection in the Circus Survivor uh, was the Cincinnati Bengals on okay. Thursday night with 942. Those were the two big ones. New Orleans Saints came in third with 409. Uh, The Titans came in fourth with 151. Kansas City Chiefs have 150 selections. And then uh, Green Bay had 55. Tampa had 33. And then a couple of others. In total, there were 33 teams selected. A couple of things that surprised me when I saw this just here literally two minutes before we came on. I was a little surprised at the amount of the Tennessee Titans play. Yeah. they're on the road and uh you know they're beat up at wide receiver mm-hmm. um you know i don't know picking on the jets yeah, picking I, on the jets yeah. I, you know the, i i'm a little i'm a little surprised about that that road selection mm-hmm. um i'm also a little bit surprised on the 33 on the tampa yeah. road selection in as much as i i know the great great story everybody sees tom brady going up wants to beat up belichick all that but it's still a road game for Tampa, and when you look at their schedule, like where are they going to have a pitfall? This could be the game. So I'm a little surprised at the number of road, road teams that were uh, selected. Well, and they're without a couple of players, too. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul and Gronkowski not going to suit up in that game. Uh, I thought it uh, was kind of uh, interesting here. New Orleans with 409 people on the Saints. I believe that's the area code for New Orleans, 409. So maybe a little synergy there for the New Orleans Saints. James, how about you? Uh, Circa Survivor, I know you're surviving. I believe you have five or maybe six entries, and you're still all the way through with all of them, correct? I have all of my entries still alive. I've taken the top, 
number one and number three. So I am on the Bills, and I am also on the Saints. So head, there you go. There's 409 right there. I'm due to, uh, That's probably my last three that were put in there for the Saints. I think with seeing that number, that was the curious. What was it going to be? I was curious how many players picked Cincinnati. We knew there was going to be a lot of folks on the Bengals on Thursday night. It was a matter of what was that number going to look like. I'm actually really surprised it was that many. You're talking about a third of the contest, basically, that was still remaining. That would have been a big hit. I didn't want to get involved with that Bengals spot in that game. Uh, night. I was definitely a Jaguars fan there, Brady. Gentlemen, I was a Jaguars fan that night. And ultimately, it's a four-quarter game, not a two-quarter game. And that didn't come home. So big sweat, yeah, for those Bengal backers sitting there at 942 selections. Yeah, James, I was with uh, I was with a handful of people that had the Bengals on Survivor on Thursday night over here at the sports book. And uh yeah, they had a lot of sweat going, that's for sure. The the interesting comment though that I that I heard from uh both the contestants that had the Bengals, they had a common theme. And that theme was, listen, we think you're gonna have to you're gonna have to uh pick twenty teams. And, you know, that means you have to look at it inversely. There's only twelve teams you can't select. Right. So what they did is they thought, well, we thought there was value in the Bengals because this would be the only time you would ever take the Bengals the rest of the season. Yeah. So that was a little bit of the, some of their theory about, well, we're going to have to pick 20, but maybe Bengals are one we're never going to use in the rest of the year. Yeah, before we go to break quickly, uh, dead money uh, on a lot of dogs this week. Uh, he's on the Panthers plus 4.5, the Giants plus 7.5, the Cardinals plus 4.5, the Steelers plus 6.5, and, and then the one favorite he took was the Chiefs minus 7 on the road. Uh, against the Eagles. Uh, that would be the leader, Dead Money, at 15-0, and 0, uh, going for the first place prize here in the uh, quarterly. Awesome stuff, gentlemen. Thank you very much, and have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. We'll be right back with more of the Pro Football Blitz. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. 
This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never seen before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Pro Football Blitz is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn is working to create a world where you can enjoy your life on your own terms. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and hassle-free tobacco alternatives that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime. So you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. They're available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, coffee, and citrus. Zinn can be found at convenience stores nationwide, so you can find your Zinn wherever you are. Zinn's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell. Plus, it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zinn comes in two strengths, so you can control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zinn contains nicotine and is for adult nicotine consumers only 21 years or older. Learn more and find your local retailer at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz here. I am live from the Circa Resort and Casino. James is hailing from Denver, Colorado, as we take a look at week four in the NFL. And James, I want to get to some reaction. Uh, Great segment there with Jeff Benson and Derek uh, Stevens. It always is. It's so fun to hear the release of the consensus picks and the Circa Millions and, of course, the implications of Circa Survivor. But we finished up with the New York Giants and the New Orleans Saints in our last segment. And I had a couple of tidbits that I wanted to continue on that I think can be worth looking at in your handicap of this game. Uh, I mentioned that Saints coach Sean Payton has faced Jason Garrett when he was the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys in 2018 and 2019. In those two games, he held the Cowboys to 10 and 13 points. Also, Saints defensive backs coach Chris Richard has worked with Jason Garrett in 2018 and 2019 in Dallas. He also spent many years with the Seattle Seahawks running that Legion of Boom defense. When Chris Richard is on the staff, his teams are 8-0 straight up and against the spread against the New York Giants. So Sean Payton and Richard with a really good history over not only the New York Giants, but Jason Garrett as well. You know, we, we talk about trends, James, but I think this is a little deeper. This is assistant coaches and head coaches that have a history and maybe know how to figure out their opponent as far as the chess match goes. 
not only for Sean Payton and his assistants, I think most of the league has got Jason Garrett figured out. Brady, <laughs> this team can't score. Uh, aside from the Washington football team on that Thursday night in week two, those other two games, they've scored less than 14 points in both of those games. This team is just, it, it's very predictable offensively. It's not a great offensive line either. So from a play calling standpoint, I guess you got to kind of think about where Garrett is right now based on the offensive line and with Daniel Jones. I mean, Daniel Jones right now is the leading rusher for the New York Giants, too. This is just a bad football team all the way around. I didn't like this offense coming into the season, and especially with Jason Garrett, just very predictable with over the over the, the decades now that he's been a coach, whether it be a head coach or now and uh, the offensive coordinator here for the Giants. Uh, it just feels like it's it's pounded into, the, pounded into the line of scrimmage two straight times and put it on Daniel Jones now to have to make plays on third and long. And so far in this young season, not successful to the point where, yeah, this is just a team. This is just a horrible spot for the Giants. Talk about bad scheduling spots. Who wants to be the team that has to go into New Orleans in this spot here? Home opener in a sense where a, a team that's playing for their city, for their state here, Louisiana to, to come back from the other side of the Hurricane Ida that hit down last month. Bad spot here all the way around and then your tidbits here just reinforce the reason why I'm definitely on the Saints. Now I didn't lay that number sitting at seven and a half. Too big for me to lay but as far as putting him in his teaser leg, that was an easy side for me. I don't want anything to do with this New York Giants team. And of course uh, 409 I thought was the uh, area code for New Orleans uh, but I was mistaken. I think that's just a cleaning spray. It's 504 <laughs> down there. <laughs> it just hit me. I saw that 409. I said ah, it looks like the area code but uh, not to be. Anyway um, let's look at some of these consensus picks uh, in the Circa Millions. I, I'm a little surprised. You know, the Buccaneers, I, I guess I'm not surprised, and, and I am a little bit. The Buccaneers, we've seen this ticket count. Over 90% of the ticket count is on the Buccaneers at the window. It also makes sense because that number has gotten to seven in many shops, and the Circa Millions contest has it at six and a half. But I am a little bit Surprised by the fact that people are risking this to the tune of the most popular pick in the contest with this Brady-Belichick matchup. I mean, do you think it's going to be that one-sided? There's emotion in this game, too. We just talked about the Saints. Now, the Saints, that entire building is going to be lit. They're playing for their city and their state are the Saints. Here, this is Tom Brady and wanting to come back to his old stomping grounds. And for sure, you know that stadium is going to be excited. And they're big Tom Brady fans. They're, they're Patriots fans, but they're also Tom Brady fans. But, yeah, this we're talking about player emotion as opposed to a full team and a full energy, the energy of a crowd for their home state. As far as emotion goes, I kind of, I'm not surprised, Brady. I guess I'm not surprised that, that folks are going to lay that big number. We see that a lot with the consensus. Now, for me, I only have one team that's on the consensus, and I have another side that's oppo for that, and that was kind of intentional for me. I didn't play this game with the Bucks. I didn't play that 6.5. It wasn't a contest play, and I haven't bet the game as far as laying that number here. I lean towards the Bucks. I like the Bucks in the spot. We love the spot here, and we love Tom Brady going back, and it's going to be great theater for Sunday night football. But, yeah, I, I, I guess I can see it. We Sometimes folks are just not – they're not afraid, and you know this full well in these contests, Brady, to lay the wood. I'm just one that does, doesn't typically lay big numbers like that, especially on the road in the National Football League. And you do have Bill Belichick on the other side. Those guys know each other inside and out, tendencies, you name it. Roster-wise, yeah, not much of a comparison when we're talking about the quarterback position and what's on the other side for young Mac Jones having to step into this role. I guess that's the one thing that hasn't been talking about what about Mac Jones having to step in here? All the talk about Brady, Belichick coming back, all these kind of storylines. Not a whole lot of storylines about the young rookie. 
big shoes to have to fill and a lot of pressure on that side too. But if anybody can handle it, young Mac Jones and his really his demeanor is built for a game like this. Yeah, I agree with you. And we'll dive in deeper into this breakdown of this game uh, a little bit later in the program. Uh, just kind of reacting to the contests, are we now? And again, the top five consensus plays in the Circa Millions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the top selection laying six and a half points to the Patriots, the Seattle Seahawks, the second most popular pick at plus three in San Francisco, the Ravens in Denver getting a point there, the third most popular pick, and then the Minnesota Vikings at home hosting the Cleveland Browns, catching two points in the Circa Millions contest. And then on Monday night, the Chargers as a favorite, three-point favorites against the Las Vegas Raiders, the fifth most popular selection. The books certainly are going to have a lot of liability on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, James. And I've seen a lot of people taking a sharp stance with this game and how you attack it, not necessarily betting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers laying the points or taking the Patriots catching the points, but teasing down Tampa Bay. So not only are the ticket counts out of control on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but there's a lot of books out there that have teaser liability on this game as well. I mean, if there's one game where the books are absolutely rooting for the Patriots to win it outright, uh, cover teasers, whatever, everything is going to be riding on the Patriots this week for the books. Absolutely, and and you can think about that from a teaser perspective. Yeah, drop it down to basically just have to win the game if you're a half or depending on where you're at. I'm looking at the numbers here currently right now. I see a lot of sevens in favor of the the Patriots or in favor of the Buccaneers, but you're still just dropping it down to minus one instead of minus a half. So still kind of, in a sense, just have to win the game. But I think from the... From this standpoint here, that's what it is now. Now we know that you get out. It's a good out game on Sunday night football. How much more money is coming in? I'm just more curious now. If I see this number sitting currently with the Bucks laying seven, will that go through the seven? I suspect it probably will. So if you want the Bucks, this is probably the time to get it. You missed the best number sitting at six and a half. If you're sitting here at seven, you might want to grab it now because I think by the time you get to Sunday night, I don't know if there's going to be any buyback on the Patriots, and that I can just see that number climbing past that key number of seven. Yeah, very good point. Let's take a look over at the Circus Survivor selections. The Buffalo Bills, really an obvious choice, as 17-point favorites this week over the Houston Texans as the most popular selection with over 1,100 selections on the Buffalo Bills. Cincinnati, those folks are already moving on as they get the win over Jacksonville on Thursday. New Orleans, we talked about the Titans, Kansas City, Green Bay, and Tampa Bay. Any of those teams, the top seven there, James, that you think might have the best chance of falling out and knocking some people out of the Survivor Contest? Derek Stevens mentioned it in talking about the Titans. You talk about the scheduling spot. We mentioned it earlier in the show. Bad scheduling spot here for the Titans going on the road to New York. Number of injuries for this Titans team. You mentioned the wideouts with Brown and Julio Jones not going to be out there. And not much of a pass rush from this Tennessee Titans team either. And the one thing we have seen from the Jets, and you're going to see that with a new rookie head coach and a lot of young players trying to prove themselves in the professional football ranks in the NFL, you're going to play hard. So we're not going to see a flat effort from the New York Jets coming back home here and laying that in this case here, you just got to win the game outright. But yeah, I don't like the scheduling spot for the Titans in this spot. Three big games to open up the season. Just got off a big division game last week against the Colts. And then prior to that, tight game and overtime comeback win against Seattle and really a thrashing against Arizona in that first week. So Titans are not a team that I love. I don't love that defense. Not a whole lot of pass rush coming out. Maybe young Zach Wilson will have an actual opportunity to see down the field because he hasn't had much of an opportunity to complete passes so far through three weeks. 
Yeah, and of course, like I say, we will dive into that game. I've got some good thoughts on this game. Really the marquee game of the week. And like I said earlier, starting with Sunday afternoon all the way through Monday, there are some really good contests on the schedule. Also, Dead Money Media, who is at 15-0 in the Circa Millions contest. His selections, the Panthers, the Giants, the Cardinals, the Steelers, and the Kansas City Chiefs, who we'll talk about next right here on the Pro Football Blitz. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN is now available 24 7 on the YouTube TV Sports Plus package. Sign up today at tv.youtube.com to start your free trial. And remember, you can also watch us 24 7 on Fubo TV, Sling, and Xfinity X1. Visit vsin.com to find out all the ways to watch and listen. To V Sin. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz, Brady Cannon and James Salinas. And uh, James, the sky is falling. The Kansas City Chiefs are one and two, and they're in last place in the AFC West. This defense has been awful, my friend. Patrick Mahomes uncharacteristically is turning the ball over. They will be in Philadelphia to take on the Eagles, and the Eagles are one of those teams that has me a little bit confused. Going into the season, I really didn't expect much out of them. They impressed me the first couple of weeks with wins over Atlanta and a gutty effort against the San Francisco 49ers, and I was on them on Monday night, and they got absolutely whitewashed by the Dallas Cowboys. Two teams here that I think are maybe both a little bit puzzling. Kansas City, a road favorite by 6.5 points with a total of 54.5. What do you think, my friend? Let's start with the Philadelphia Eagles side. This is one of those teams, they, they fit the profile for me perfectly of teams that are coming into the season I was just going to lay off because you've got a new coaching staff rolling in there. and Kind of interesting when when the young fella got his got promoted and had his first press conference, I felt a little overwhelmed at the moment and obviously settled down and got his team going because they had a first week win over, week one win over the Atlanta Falcons. But yeah, it's just a team right now that what is their identity? They're still trying to figure that out. you got a young quarterback with Jalen Hurts back there and not getting much support when it comes to play calling. Last week, Monday night, against the Cowboys, they ran the football three times. That's it. Not for a drive, not for a series, not for a quarter, for the entirety of the game. Running backs got three touches putting the ball up, not taking the ball out of Jalen's hand, Jalen Hurts' hands to not have to throw the football. Just a really tough game plan going into this matchup. And sometimes these guys just, you know, come in and be a little too cute here. You're going to have to, sometimes you're playing a defense or you're playing an offense like the Dallas Cowboys. Sometimes your defense, who is now, you know, they've got, they're, they're definitely suspect in the back end. Best defense sometimes is your offense to kind of hold the football and move the stick sometimes, and that did not happen. The other side, too, with this Philadelphia Eagles team's high, most most penalized team in the league through three games, 35 penalties so far through three games, 13 of which were on Monday night football. Just the team still trying to find itself, and now you're going to go up against a Kansas City Chiefs team. Yeah, the sky might be falling, but you still have Patrick Mahomes back there at the quarterback position. Now, has not played particularly well, more so just with his decision-making. We saw that in the second half in Week 2 in that game against Baltimore where they had a chance to just finish off the Ravens. I think they were up two scores and really a poor decision on an interception across the middle, just throwing the ball up for grabs as he was going down in the clutches of one of the Ravens pass rushers to just throw it up there and really flip the script in that game. 
And they've turned the football over quite a bit. Six turnovers in the last two weeks for this Kansas City Chiefs team. Is this the side now to get right against the Philadelphia Eagles team? A lot of issues on both sides of the football for the Eagles, in particular on the offensive line. A lot of they've got three starters that are out of this offensive line for the Eagles going into this matchup. And yeah, the Chiefs aren't a team that can stop the run very well, but I don't think the Eagles are going to be the team to take advantage of it. Too big a number for me to lay on that side with the Chiefs going on the road here, but I just cannot see Brady. I can't see the Chiefs and, in particular, Patrick Mahomes having his third poor start and losing their third game in a row. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Chiefs will come to play in this one, and you talked about the problems due to injury on that offensive line for the Eagles. It seems like 2020 all over again when they had 14 different versions of an offensive line. It was like moving uh, musical chairs there as far as their offensive line, and I thought the loss of Brandon Graham, their pass rusher, really showed out on Monday night uh, because they were not able to get pressure on Dak Prescott. And if that's the case, again, Patrick Mahomes, I think that's even worse than uh, not being able to get pressure on Prescott. And We saw what he did to, did to the Philadelphia Eagles defense. So I, I think uh, I agree with you. I think they're in a very tough spot here is Philadelphia. And I could see Kansas City getting right on this one. You know, I, I wrote uh, in our pro football betting guide before the season came out, this schedule for Kansas City begin the season is very very difficult and they could possibly start out one and six I figured the one win might be against the Philadelphia Eagles so we will see Uh, it's also interesting to note that after the game last week head coach Andy Reid was taken to the hospital for dehydration and he apparently was back on the job and transitioned back to work uh, everything on time and okay but certainly a little bit of an interruption to the routine there Does that affect this team's preparation or Andy Reid's preparation? Uh, I'm not sure if that will entirely be the case, but uh, just something to think about in your handicap there as well. James, the 1-2 Houston Texans are visiting the 2-1 Buffalo Bills. The Texans are on extra rest. Buffalo comes off of a shutout of the Miami Dolphins and a shellacking of the Washington football team in Week 3. The line over the summer was the Bills minus 14. I made it 16. And it opened at 16 and a half. Now, the Bills coach, Sean McDermott, he really has a history of beating up on bad teams. But this is a big ask, James. It's kind of interesting if you look at the last two games in this one. This is basically asking the Buffalo Bills to beat three straight opponents by 20-plus points. And that doesn't happen too often in the NFL. It definitely doesn't happen too often in the NFL. Thinking about since 1978, Brady, there have been 36 games in the NFL with spreads of 17.5 or more, and that's where this number currently sits out here, at least what I've got in Colorado, with the Bills being favored by 17.5. Of those those 36 games, the Dogs have covered 25 times. They're 25-11 and against the number, and I think it's just too big of a split. Looking at those numbers, yeah, if anybody can cover a number like that, it is the Buffalo Bills in Houston. We, We... thinking about where they're at currently in their roster, and you've got a rookie quarterback, has had 10 days to prepare because they did have that Thursday night game for young Davis Mills. And uh, honestly, didn't look too, too bad considering some of these other quarterbacks, these these rookie quarterbacks that we've seen so far this season. But not a lot of pressure on Davis Mills either, right? He was, what, a late third-round draft choice, I believe, or late second-round draft choice. It was really, he was not going to be the starter stepping into this role. So not the pressure felt that we see all these top-tier quarterbacks that were selected high in the draft that are feeling to be the face of the franchise here. And I look at it from this standpoint with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, it's hard to throttle teams repeatedly the way that they have and do it a third straight time to cover a big number like this. But 
I look at the scheduling spot here, and if ever there's a flat scheduling spot for a team, it is this spot here for the Buffalo Bills. Looming on deck next week, AFC Championship game of last year rematch. They'll be on in Arrowhead on Sunday night football next week to play to, to face the Kansas City Chiefs. And you know that one is definitely circled on that Buffalo Bills calendar in that locker room. So this just feels like a game to me for the Bills. Let's just do it. Let's get through it. Let's get healthy because they are a little bit banged up in that secondary. And I think that's a kind of a key here with Teron Johnson and Poyer. Poyer's already been listed out and Johnson is questionable. He did not practice the last two games. He did not practice Thursday nor Friday with a groin injury. Why would he play in this game here? And those are two guys that they like to put a lot of pressure fronts up. They did it last week against Washington and really confused Taylor Heineke quite a number of, of, of dropbacks that he had. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that with the, with Johnson and Poyer probably missing this game. I think this is just let's get through it, let's get healthy, and move on to Kansas City on Sunday night football. So I did. I went with it. I took the Texans here, Brady. I took the hook. I took the 17 and a half. I'm going to take Houston because I'm not playing the team. I'm playing the number, and I'm playing the scheduling spot against the Buffalo Bills. Yep, absolutely. The scheduling spot looms large for the Buffalo Bills in this contest. Oddly enough, the numbers for the Houston Texans are not bad, but they are giving up 5.9 yards per play on defense. Buffalo only giving up 4.3 yards per play. Also, Buffalo surrendering touchdowns in the red zone less than 38% of the time, and they're getting after the quarterback, averaging three sacks per game. Another game or another team that I referenced in Point Spread Weekly earlier this week that may have some people confused and trying to assess where this team's identity is is the Arizona Cardinals. They will be in Los Angeles this week to face the Rams. And if you look at the Cardinals, James, they steamrolled the Tennessee Titans in week one, and that was not a surprise to me. I was not high on Tennessee in the offseason, and Arizona proved uh, that situation uh, according to what, where my money was. I bet on Arizona in that game. They basically lose to the Vikings, okay? The Vikings miss a field goal there as time expired. And then a tough game against the Jacksonville Jaguars where Trevor Lawrence basically handed them a couple of turnovers, and I don't think they were all that impressive in that victory over Jacksonville. So, you know, are they really that good? On the other hand, the Rams, they beat they really beat up on the Bears, took care of the Colts in a tough spot, and then just hammered the Super Bowl champion. They seem to be what we thought they were. I'm not so sure if the Cardinals, I think they're a good team. They're dangerous with Kyler Murray. Are they that good, James? They're going to play. This is the first legitimate defense that the Arizona Cardinals are going to face here against the, their, this Rams team. You're talking about the Titans, the Vikings, and the Jaguars. None of those defenses are going to scare you. And Kyler Murray, yeah, they've had their way with him offensively, but now you're going to play You're going to play a, a tremendous defense. We already know what the, the likes of Donald. And they're going to keep everything in front. A lot, of, a lot of single high. They're going to keep everything in front of them and force Arizona to be patient and not have to try to make the big home run play. I think that's the key to this game. How patient can Murray be? Is he going to be patient in this matchup because the Rams are not going to let them take the top off the defense here. Head coach Sean McVay, uh, since he's taken over the Rams, 8-0 against the Cardinals, Brady. And those eight games are with Jared Goff, not with Matthew Stafford. I really like the Rams in this spot. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. And we've seen money go towards the Cardinals. We'll come back with a few more thoughts on this game when we return on the Pro Football Blitz.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your free VSIN trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game plus full access to vsin.com data and analysis. You get everything vsin has to offer for $22 per month. Sign up right now at vsin.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you back inside the Pro Football Blitz and want to put a bow on that Los Angeles Rams and Arizona Cardinals matchup. James, you were talking about Sean McVay and his success over the Arizona Cardinals. Lack thereof. For Arizona Cardinals coach Cliff Kingsbury, he is 0-4 
straight up and against the spread versus the Rams. He's also 1-6 and six straight up and against the spread as an underdog of seven or less points versus an opponent with a winning record. And, and I think this kind of goes to my original question here. Is this team really good? He's taken care of bad teams. He technically, you know, quote-unquote lost to a decent team in the Minnesota Vikings, and then he beat up on the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that stat there, when he's an underdog of seven points or less to a team that has a winning percentage or an opponent that has a winning record, he's very unsuccessful. So, you know, does he have what it takes? The team looks good, but I think the Rams look better. I do too, and this is a team that's not going to beat themselves. They've only committed seven penalties on the season through three games. How disciplined, how focused is this team going in? How prepared? To me, these penalties, and you're going to get some some fluke penalties. You have pass interference. It's always subjective calls, and sometimes a hand gets to a face, and those things happen. But ultimately, the fact that you've got seven penalties through three games and high-profile games. You're playing against Tampa Bay, the defending champions last week, which they handled from start to finish. Great game plan by Sean McVay, and I think this is what we're starting to see with Stafford. Stafford's gotten off to a great start, nine touchdowns so far, over 900 yards passing through the three games, just one interception, and what it's done is it's really allowed McVay to expand his playbook because he doesn't have Jared Goff back there. He had to dial so much of that offense back over those years with Jared Goff at quarterback and all those matchups where he is 8-0 against the Cardinals were with Jared Goff well now you've got you've got a shiny new toy and maybe it's not so new as far as Stafford's concerned KG veteran that he is but it is new to this Rams offense and this offense is very diverse they haven't even been able to run the football now we know we had some injuries at the running back position in the offseason believe we'll see if Henderson actually comes out to play saw a little thing with McVay he said I saw the the, the wink in his eye I think Henderson's going to get out there give him some balance for the Rams offensively to start to run the football and then set up that play action Cooper Cup's been sensational half yards after catch Higby's been great Woods been so many targets I just think this is just too many too too many playmakers out there the coaching acumen on the other side with Sean McVay going up uh, uh, against this this Arizona Cardinals team that I need to see it prove it to me that you can get this done for four quarters I don't see it happening here the Rams sitting here at four I'm surprised this money this number has come down to where it is but I like the Rams in this spot at home and they're ready to go I, I think McVay goes to nine and oh against the Cardinals as the head coach of the Rams I'll lay the four with the Rams at home yeah I may do the same thing I have not bet it yet I made the number five and a half and I was a little surprised to see it come down I, I, I think probably somewhere in the neighborhood of Five to five and a half is the right number. So four is probably a green light for me on the Los Angeles Rams. All right, my friend, let's get to our best bets. Another segment we do week in and week out here on the Pro Football Blitz. We each have three apiece, and we've both been doing pretty well so far. Um, I will start with a common team that we both have in a two-team six-point teaser. And I have the Saints teased down to minus one and a half with the Ravens up to plus eight, you have the Saints down to minus one with the Buccaneers down to minus one. And I tell you what, I've got a little bit of cold feet on this one, James, because as the week progressed, I made this bet pretty early in the week. As the week progressed, my mind kind of started to turn and like the Denver Broncos in this spot. Now, Denver is only maybe a pick em or a one-point favorite, so I'm still hoping the Ravens can cover eight points. Tough spot for the Ravens. Think about their schedule to open the season. You're opening on Monday night in Allegiant Stadium there in Las Vegas. First home game with fans in the stands for the Raiders. What an exciting overtime game that was. 
Then you turn right back around Sunday night football against the Chiefs. That came down to the last, basically came down to the last drive in that game. Very high level game. Through those two games, a lot of injuries were sustained by the Ravens. They already had enough injuries to the running back position prior to the season starting and a lot of injuries through those first two games, as well as dealing with a COVID spat that hit their front seven last week going to Detroit. Perfect spot to take Detroit last week, which I did, plus eight and a half, plus nine, wherever that number was, uh, kind of a flat spot in that schedule, and then ended up having to be a competitive game. And then towards the end, we saw what a miraculous comeback uh, with Tucker being able to hit that 66-yard field goal, the Hall of Fame kicker that he is. Now you're going to go on the road again, third time on the road in four weeks to start the season, and you're coming to Mile High Stadium, and that is you're playing at altitude. I just wonder how much gas is going to be left in the tank for this Baltimore Ravens team. Just thinking about all the injuries, I think they've got 15 guys on injured reserve. they got a number of players who aren't probably not going to be playing in this game on Sunday against the Denver Broncos as well. And then it all falls on the shoulders of Jackson to have to make the plays for this team. This is it's, There is no balance for this team. It's Jackson makes every play offensively for this Ravens team. Kind of nicked up in the secondary as well. All the are the Baltimore Ravens. I was liking Baltimore earlier in the week, but as I thought about it more and thinking about the scheduling spot and then all the talk about the Broncos and they haven't played anybody, well, they're going to get their test here, but they're going to have it in the confines of playing at home in Mile High Stadium. I'm going to tell you what, Brady, that stadium is going to be rocking on Sunday for this Broncos team at home. Tough spot here, I just think, for the Ravens to be able to sustain for 60 minutes. I think we'll start to see them run out of gas, both physically and emotionally, in that second half. I like the Broncos in this spot. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I hope they just take it easy on us there, uh, and uh, the Ravens can uh, lose by less than eight points. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I as the week rolled on, I got convinced on the Denver Broncos' side, and you mentioned the scheduling for the Baltimore Ravens, and that's one of the things that led me to the Baltimore side. It's not just three out of the last four weeks, James. It's actually five out of the last six because their last two preseason games were also on the road. So definitely a lot of travel for this Ravens team. I think it'll be a very difficult spot for them in Denver. Hopefully it's a close game with Denver coming out on top and I can cash that teaser play. Talk to me about the Seattle Seahawks. I, I like the fact there that you've got to bet on them catching three. I made the Niners a two and a half point favorite. I, I don't know if this San Francisco team is going to crush Seattle. Seattle has not looked good for a couple weeks in a row now, but we know how these Russell Wilson versus uh, Kyle Shanahan in the 49er games always go. They're down to the wire. Seattle's last five trips to San Francisco have been decided by three points or less. So to me, it's a if, it, if you're looking just at that alone with Seattle coming in, it's a field goal game. So I'm taking the field goal in this spot here with Seattle. And it's kind of interesting. We see what's going on with the coaching acumen at halftime for, for the Seattle Seahawks. In the first half through the first three games of the season, they rank first in points per drive. And in the second half, they rank last in points per drive. So there's some coaching going on on the other, on their opponent side, making some adjustments. But I think the biggest thing is Seattle is getting away from the run game. They're, they're, they come out in the first half and have a good mix and a good balance going with Carson, strong runner that he is. And then in the second half, they're having these leads. And I feel like they just say, Russell, go go finish this off for us and not, have, not winning time of possession in that second half and having a lot of three and outs and then falling behind because, yeah, that defense, for Seattle. I'm not playing it because I love the Seattle defense, but I think on the other side for the 49ers, injury bug again. Now you're thinking about where they're at in the, with their corners. We know Jason Verrett, he's gone 
for the season. Now, Kwan Williams is not going to play in this game either for at a cornerback position. They just signed Josh Norman. Well, he went to the hospital after Sunday night's game with bruised lungs. He is doubtful to play, so they are really short at the cornerback position. That is not where you want to be when you're facing a Seattle Seahawks team and Russell Wilson throwing the football. This is a team that is used to playing and competing down in San Francisco. One last injury to keep in mind here, and he's probably going to be on the field as George Kittle, but he he didn't practice on Wednesday or Thursday. He was limited in practice on Friday. I watched some clips of what he did. He just ran on the side, and he was definitely not 100% sprinting sprinting on that calf injury, and that's something you can re-aggravate. Kittle is the heart and soul of that offense right now. So with Jimmy Garoppolo back there having to make plays without much of a consistent running game with the injuries that are there and the injuries at corner, this is going to be a tight game, close game. I like Russell Wilson going on the road to San Francisco. Give me the three. Yeah, the weakness for the San Francisco 49ers really going into the season and now with injury is certainly that defensive secondary, and we've really seen it show up in the red zone, their red zone defense. Not very good to start the year for San Francisco. We'll get to one more here, James. See if you're with me on this two-team six-point teaser. I told you I wasn't really thrilled with taking the Jets and the six or seven points, so I bumped it up to 13, and I coupled it with the Carolina Panthers up over the key number of 10 to 10 and a half. What do you think of that one? I can I see it. I don't I don't like the spot when you're talking about the Jets and you're talking about Tennessee. I don't like the scheduling spot here for Tennessee having to go on the road and compete in this game. Uh, and with the injuries that they've sustained in this matchup with no receivers to be there with, with both Jones out as well as Brown, this is just a let's just do it, get through it, get, get healthy and get on the other side of this game. Jets at home in this spot. I like the plus the points. All right, final hour of the Pro Football Blitz coming up in just a moment. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.